change orders just happen. But there's definitely ways to avoid the majority of them and highly mitigate them. Welcome back to the Spruce Home Show, your local podcast that talks all things custom home building, things to be aware of, things to expect, and things to take note of. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Top of the morning to you. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. Um, I know I am. I am solo this week. Um, Caitlin is actually down in the States, visiting some family, actually speaking at a conference, and uh, she took both kids. So I have the honey-do list, and I'm trying to make hay while the sun shines, um, have some extra time in the evenings, etc. So and, and this past weekend. So got to do a few things, get a few things um, outside done in order to prep for winter. And uh, then they, they come home later later this week. So hope you guys are having a good week as well. So far, um, same thing, getting those fall things done around the house. Uh, I guess this is maybe a gentle reminder to remember those fall maintenance things that, that should be happening outside your house to make sure that everything is protected um, for, for the winter. That being said... Today's episode, I wanted to talk about uh, something maybe not super glamorous, but something that does impact everybody during construction of of a custom home, and that is change orders. Um, change orders are a reality of custom home building when you're building on a fixed price contract. In all honesty, even if you're building in a cost plus model, it is very likely that you're you are going to make changes in some form or fashion throughout the build. It's just it's hard to it's hard to think that you're actually going to look at things on paper, uh, plan things on paper, and then during the build that you're just not going to tweak things or change things a little bit. That doesn't mean that there sh- definitely should not be. Uh, like wholesome changes, but the realities are there just are things that either look a little bit different when the house gets framed or built or drywalled. Um, there are scenarios where maybe there you come into a little bit of money that could that could come from a variety of of ways. Most commonly, tax tax money comes back and whatever. Maybe there's some tax changes that you get more money than you expected and there's money to, to spend, um, things like that. Any, anyways, change orders just happen, but there's definitely ways to avoid the majority of them and highly mitigate them. And, and I think that's really what I wanted to go, go through today is if you have a mindset where there's some con- contingency in your budget where you know that there's probably going to be some form or fashion of change orders. That's one thing, but you should also go into it trying to minimize them as much as possible. Um, it's better for you and it's actually better for the builder as well. So I thought I would go through a few different ways to help minimize change orders throughout the process. So the first thing is number one, the most important thing is finalize 
all of your selections prior to signing a contract. Before you sign, get everything selected. I know there's... I know there's a habit out there sometimes of just getting contracts signed where you still have allowances baked in. Maybe your plumbing fixtures haven't been picked out yet. Maybe something hasn't been finalized, yada, 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 which is, it's, it's okay. You shouldn't make habit of that, but I understand that it does happen sometimes because you're working on a timeline in some form or fashion also at times, um, but you should do your damn best to finalize all of your selections prior to signing that contract so that maybe there's a plumbing fixture allowance and you're just, if you, you have a bunch of fixtures you haven't picked out yet, but you just want to get going all of a sudden you find out that you're, you're $8,000 over your allowance. And now that's a problem. Well, it's too late. You have the house is already, there's a hole in the ground and a foundation port. So it's too late at that point. Those are things you're going to want to know before construction starts so that you can still make adjustments um, to maybe some other materials to, to offset some of those potential overages or, or vice versa. Like maybe there's a large allowance that you haven't finalized and you come way under and you were being conscious, budget conscious on some other selections. And maybe that savings can, can allow you to get those things that you really wanted in some of those other selections. So it's a wholesome process. Finalize all of your selections before you sign that contract. The second thing is to think about the future. And for the most part, I'm talking about like automation stuff. And and my next point is double checking the electrical plan. I feel like that's something that always gets overlooked, but the automation thing and the electrical plan thing kind of go hand in hand. Um, really think about how your house right now is set up and from, from an electrical standpoint and and where data runs are going or where they're not going. And just think about how you want that to work, how you want that to look in your in your new house. Um, just to make sure everything's seamless. That is one thing I will say that is a common change order for us is electrical. It seems like in almost every build that we do, there's there's a change order. There's some there's some changes made at the electrical walkthrough. Um and I think that's for two reasons. Number one is that you get to see where actually you get to see the spacing of everything. You get to you get to see where things are actually roughed in and, and maybe move some things or change some things. But then I also think that there's just this habit um, of electrical plans are are some of the last pages of construction drawings, and I think that they just kind of get forgot about, and then contracts get signed and then you start talking with some friends about different low voltage options that you can have and some different data runs that you should run and different conduit you should put behind the wall for future this and future that and all of a sudden you should have a plug for an EV vehicle and where does that go and and etc etc right um so look at those things in advance intentionally and talk to people that are maybe more tech savvy than you um, to get some of those ideas before you sign that contract. That will just help alleviate a potential change order at that electrical walkthrough. Um, the other thing is, like I said, think through your current house and and what annoys you. Like what don't you like about your house and, and what do you like about your house currently um, and make sure that you're fixing those things or you're putting the things you do like in the future house 
And that can be anything from material, uh, layouts, back to electrical things, um, exterior things like, let's just say, let's say hose bibs. Hose bibs are something that don't get thought about very often. Um, very rarely do I have somebody ask where the hose bibs are planned and how many that they have. Um, I think that's something that gets overlooked, but you won't overlook it when you go outside and you try and water your flower bed and realize that you need a hundred foot hose because the builder only put two hose bibs on, on opposite sides of the corner of your acreage house and you need to get out to the garden or something like that. Right. Um, So just as you're using your house every day, just keep in mind like, hey, is this included? Or like, did I talk to our builder about this yet? Or do we, have we put enough thought into into these hose bibs or where outlets are or soffit lighting for Christmas lights? Like things like that, keep those in mind as you're using your house. The next thing to think about is furniture and window coverings in your new house. Very rarely do we build a house I, I don't remember the last time it happened, to be honest, where we don't include furniture in some form or fashion. And the reason being is that when you, when you move from one house to an, the other, oftentimes your furniture doesn't fit. It's either too big for a room or too small for a room, or it doesn't go with the design style, or it's just old. You've had it for 20 years, um, or you just don't want to move it, right? Um, so think about those things up front so that those aren't added costs throughout the build, um, which, which end up in change orders. So oftentimes, sometimes if you don't think about that ahead of time, you'll get to, you walk through the house at framing, you'll be like, man, our couch is not going to fit in this living room. Like crap. Now all of a sudden that's a $5,000 change order or, or vice versa. Like our our couch is going to be dinky in here. Like this is going to be ridiculous. We need a new one. Same thing. Same thing with window coverings. Um, Think about those in advance. We can price those out ahead of time so that you know what those are going to cost right up front so that that's not a change order halfway through your build. And then all of a sudden you realize that you have to spend $8,000 on blinds. Well, if you're going to spend $8,000 on blinds, most people are going to want to know that up front instead of that being a change order in the middle of a build that you didn't really bank on. Thinking about those kinds of things in advance is what helps keep those change orders down. And maybe your change orders come only come in at like a few thousand dollars instead of like tens of thousands of dollars, um, which, which we have had happen. Um, the, the next thing is really understand what is included and almost more importantly, what's not included. It's okay to ask your builder, hey, what's not included in this house? Like for us, a great example um, for infills, let's say infills. What we do not include, we don't include typically um, rear decks. We typically don't include fencing. We typically don't include landscaping. Um we typically don't include rear deck piles. We don't typically include a garage unless it's stated in the contract. So what, what is not included? Um, cause then you'll under, then you'll know and you'll fully understand what costs you're also going to have down the road. Um, but, but understanding what really is included Things like those hose bibs. What's included? Okay, well, you have three hose bibs included. Two on the front, one on the back. Oh, 
we're going to need more than that because we have these thoughts in our head around landscaping and we need like five. Okay. Well, let's, let's know that right up front so that when we do the, the rough in walkthrough that we're not adding two hose bibs at that point in time and, and sending a change order. Let's, let's understand all of these things before that contract is signed. Um, what we, what we are doing now, we've, this has been a lesson that all of this has been a lesson that we've learned over time. But what we do now is we make sure that all selections are signed off on, um, before construction starts. And we, we will sit down with clients and go through every single one. And for us, we internally, we do a team meeting and it takes hours four probably four to six hours is our, our average team meeting to go through all of the details of each and every selection, um, understanding what all of the details are. And that's just, that's after they've been inputted already. So you should be going through that with the builder too. You should be going through that with us um, and double checking everything because to be honest, not every single small minute detail goes into a contract. Um, not every framing detail goes into a contract. Um, if you're installing a fireplace, how exactly how deep is it? Is it 18 and a quarter inches deep or is it 20 and three sixteenths or, or what is it? Um, if you're building a hearth in front of your fireplace, how tall is it? How wide is it? How deep is it? Etc. Like a bench in your shower, you're building a bench. How big is that bench? Likely in your contract, it does state that there's a bench, but it probably doesn't have the exact dimensions. That's where those selections are. And it's easier to make those changes um, ahead of time than it is after you already see it installed. At that point in time, it may be a change order depending on how your builder works things, but it's better to understand all of those things up front. Um, and then the last thing that I would say is work with a company that does both the design and the build in house. It becomes difficult. Some it, it just is difficult from a communication standpoint. I'm not saying it's impossible. It 100% is possible. It's just more difficult to make sure that nothing slips through the cracks when you have somebody doing the floor plan and then somebody else doing the interior design and then somebody else doing the exterior design and a builder building the house. There's just more there's just a higher chance that something falls through the cracks and that the interior designer saw, thought that something was included and, and, or they just assumed it was, and the, the builder didn't know anything about it, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's just more people, more hands on the project, and there's just more likelihood of change orders in the middle because of that. Um, like I said, not impossible. It's just, something that I would consider if, if I were building. So I think those are the seven things to really think about, uh, to reduce the likelihood of change orders throughout the build. Again, you're, you're probably still going to have them, but the goal is really to make, to minimize them. So there's only a few of them. Um, and, and they're more minor in value. So the things again, just to review, number one, finalize all of your selections up front. Think about future automation and double check that electrical plan. Um, think through your current house and what you like and what you don't like, what really annoys you. Um, think about the finishings, things like furniture, even wall coverings like paintings and stuff possibly. Things like decor possibly if you want that included. Window coverings, blinds, 
valances, things of that nature. Um, really understand what is and what is not included in the build down to like the minute detail. And then the last thing is, is work with a company that does do designed the, do the design and the build in house, um, just to eliminate that probability or that chance for things to slip through the cracks. So again, like I said, I know not a super jazzy, exciting topic, but it is something that if you're going to build a custom house, you're going to run into it. Um, so it's something that you should think about ahead of time while you're doing the planning, while you're doing the designing so that while you're building, uh, you're not having added costs as change orders, which, which admittedly can be frustrating, um, throughout the build. So I will say that's kind of a wrap for this week. Hopefully you, this helped a little bit. Um, hopefully if you're building or you know somebody that's building, this can help lessen the cost on, on their shoulder, which just reduces stress and makes that experience of building all the better, which is really our goal here and what we all want. So again, thanks for listening. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, the subscribe and the shares help us the most. So if you're taking value, I would appreciate it a lot. So thanks again, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.